Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. Coming up on NBA Today, LA teams moving in opposite directions. Paul George's return has Clipper Nation dancing, while the Lakers, they now find themselves out of the big dance. Plus, what a monster matchup between two megastars, Embiid and Giannis. So find out how Milwaukee got the last laugh. And the legend Doris Burke sits down with Sun superstars CP3 and Devin Booker for a matinee film session. Get your popcorn ready. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome into NBA Today presented by Credit Karma. I'm Malika Andrews joined by Big Perk and Chinea Gumake. Hey, Big Perk, did you know she's a Washington Post cover star now? Oh, oh goodness, no. please. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, I'm not for the Hollywood stuff. I know we're <laughs> You know we're from Houston. We'll okay, keep it 100 well, uh, forever. We're from Houston, <laughs> but, but she got a little bit of L.A. in her now. <laughs> Others are going to be stopping by as the show rolls on. But today's show is rated PG-13 because we've got to show you what shook out last night in Los Angeles because Paul George, he's back. You can see him there. First game since December 22nd. He was rehabbing his right elbow. He said it took him a little while to get going, but in the third quarter, mm. he was going, Chine. Big comeback. 20 points in the third quarter alone, and my goodness, he really galvanized with this offense. And you started, you know, the first half, it's like, all right, like trying to get my feel. You saw the Clippers team really take on his identity. Look at this move in transition. Well, and he said it took him a little while to get his wind under him, but by the fourth quarter, you can see they closed the gap, and that's when he really got going, Janae. You can see it here. Oh, my goodness. I mean, look at that crossover. We're going to see that. That's a little sneak peek right there. That crossover is lethal. And then you see how he's loving it? I mean, shimmying to the crowd again, follow him as he moves to the elbow and watch this beautiful mm. pass and finish I was sitting behind the basket at that point Janae it almost looked like Isaiah Hartenstein was surprised it went that well and then look at this once again fights all the way to the hoop Clippers making a huge comeback you can see one point game with just about a minute left here after the Jazz led by as many as 25 points big bucket canard I, I mean what like always knocking him down well the Clippers win 121 115 I had a chance to sit down with Paul George one-on-one -on -one after the game Paul, you just came back for the Clippers. There are just a handful of games left in this season. What made you, at this point, want to come back for your team? Um, honestly, I just wanted to be there for my guys. Um, you know, everybody asked me, like, why? Like, and the answer was simple. You know, I felt good. I felt healthy. I worked my butt off to get in playing shape. You know, I wasn't just going to leave my guys out there to dry. And um, I could see it, you know, as the game's been going on, I felt their energy was starting to drain. Um, and obviously, that's not the biggest reason, but um, it definitely weighed on my decision. Now that you're back, now that you're healthy, and you're looking at the playoff picture, how do you see the sh season shaking out for you all? Uh, we just got to get one of these spots. Um, finish this year off. I, like I said, and it starts now. We got to start building and, and getting some chemistry going. And then from there, you know, anything can happen. We just got to lock in one of these spots. And now maybe that you're back, you give a wink at Kawhi, like, we're ready when you're ready. <laughs> we're ready when you're ready, Paul. Thank you so I, much. I think he knows. I think he knows. But, um, 
you know, his timetable is his timetable, and we will respect that. Thank you so much for the time. You know what else he told me? He said that he spent so much time in his rehab shooting left-handed yes. that he actually is starting to feel comfortable with it. He's like, I can shoot threes with my left hand. Now he said, I'm not sure when you guys are going to see that in a game, <laughs> but I said, all right, are we going to see ambidextrous Paul George? Cheney, what impressed you the most about his return? Here? I know a lot of people will look at the stats, but really it was his fearlessness. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, especially mm -hmm. this late in the year, people have questions about Paul George, but now it seems like he's stepping into himself in a way that he's so assured, even through the first half where he only had eight points. He had 26 in the second half, and that's growth for him. But I want to take it to the tape. Roll me my tape, producer Kwaku, baby, because this was <laughs> tremendous. Watch his game. Look at this crossover step back. So quick. And that's his right hand. That's his bag right there. But we all know Paul George primarily from his defense, especially those Indiana days, four-time all-defensive in the NBA. Look at that reach. Guarding Mike Conley, a savvy vet. And then he pushes the tempo and gets going in transition. And that's easy offense. Again, playing off-ball defensively. I love this. I mean, Perk, what did you see from his defense? I mean, he was active. But look, his court awareness, active hands, being in the right position at the right time, helping his teammates out, and just being on the ball. My favorite play, though. Like, normally, if this was a better pass, it's a post-player passing. You get a dunk. But instead, look at the ball control and also just the awareness to say, all right, I might be out of the play, but I can still make a play. Well, and I would say that the right elbow looks pretty healthy. Right. Oh, 100%. Play. That's the most important thing. When I looked at his overall game yesterday, I was impressed not just because he was able to switch gears and sort of acclimate to his body again mm. so quickly in the second half. But more so, what did he do to this Clippers squad? They didn't feel down and out by going, you know, in a 25-point hole. Instead, they kept fighting, they played defense, and then you got the, you know, water shower afterward, and people were happy that he was back. And it was well-deserved, but the fact that he had 26 in the second half, it speaks volumes, right? And this is what, what separates, you know, basketball players from hoopers. Paul George has been out for how long? An extended period of time? And I always talk about workload of the legs and how your body is going to feel and it takes playing basketball to get in basketball shape. Look, this guy has been out for this long since he hasn't played since December. Think about this for a minute. And he comes back. And the Clippers are basically playing playoff-type basketball right now. It's towards the end of the season, high level, right? And he comes in, and he's playing at this level. Like, you can work out as much as you want. You could go get on the elliptical, probably something I need to be doing right now. But that's another story. <laughs> Janae and but, I are too much cardio. Yeah, yeah, we got to lift. But what I'm saying, you could do all the cardio. You could do all the, the drill work. You could do all the cones and drills, skills, whatever they call it. But to come back at this level right. and play like he did last night was a beautiful thing. Well, and he said at some points he felt like he was more of a track star than a basketball player because <laughs> he had to do so much mm -hmm. running. But what's interesting is the point in the season in which he came back, right? The Clippers have six games left. Seven was last night. When he had that devastating leg injury against uh, when he was with the Indiana Pacers, it was about the same time in the season with six games left that he chose to come back. And I asked him about that and he said, I felt my team needed me. I looked at them going through a little bit of a lull. They've been holding it down this whole time. I want them to see me putting the work in and it showed because this was the Clippers third 25 point comeback of the season that matches the total number of such comebacks for the rest of the NBA combined. Wow. They are also the only team in the last 25 seasons with three 25 point comebacks. As for the Jazz though, this was their largest regular season blown lead in the last 25 seasons and their fifth straight loss. So here's what they had to say about all of that. Wow. Sir, I, I don't know.
Ah, it's the same. This year it's happened a lot of times. Like we get up, we get up 20, end of the third or 15. And then we, yeah, we just get disconnected. It's like something happened when we don't move the ball anymore. We give life to teams that shouldn't have life. It's like how many times, when, when are we going to learn and, and fix those things? And, you know, I think we, we have a seven, eight game left. We gotta yeah, get, up, get our hands dirty when it matters because teams are getting their hands dirty on us. I'll tell you that. All right, so some oh. very interesting words there from the Jazz Stars. Perk, starting with you, what, what is plaguing the Jazz the most right now? <laughs> They're dysfunctional, right? When you look at the Jazz, they check all the boxes for us, all the pieces that they need to actually contend for a title. You have a guy in Donovan Mitchell who one could call a, a, a young superstar. You have a guy that has won Defensive Player of the Year multiple times in Rudy Gobert. And then you have Russ O'Neal defending at the wing. You have Mike Conley. I know Bogdanovich was in there, but you have a Sixth Man of the Year in Jordan Clarkson. Why are they struggling? If you look at them, it's the bad body language. It seems like when I'm watching the Utah Jazz, no chemistry, they don't like each other. No matter how much they try to come out and say it publicly and say, you know what, nah, we don't really have beef. But you know what I, what I realized also? The Jazz are the true definition of a front-running team. When everything is going well, when you're up 20, you see the high-five and you see the chest bumping, soon, soon as the game get close and a little adversity hit, you see the bad body language and you start to see things fall Okay, apart. but that's not because they don't like each other. You don't have to like someone in order to play and work hard and to play yeah, at a high level. I mean, exactly. Or I don't like you, Perk, but I still show up to work. <laughs> oh. No, I'm just kidding. We family. <laughs> I'm just playing. No, no. but think about it. You know, you could, it could be me and you right here, and we may not see things eye to eye, but we still value our jobs and we're still professionals and we show up and we do our thing. And so I don't think it's about the like. I think it's more so about the growing pains. These are, uh, you know, this is a team, the Utah Jazz, where their young star in Donovan Mitchell, young star in Rudy Gobert, they've sort of had like a separation of powers, offense and defense. But it's hard when you have to sort of put that all together. And you can't say that, you know, they don't like each other. They had the best offense for a large portion of the season in the NBA, number one in offensive rating. Things have worked. Yes, when they hit adversity, it is difficult. But at the same time, I wouldn't say it's not because they don't like each other. First of all, it just is growing pains for this young core of, of, of players. Young core. Young, young core. Look, look mid-20s is no, young. No, but we've been talking about this same jazz team, the core pieces, when you talk about them, they have been together for the last three years. They have been a disappointment in the playoffs. We're talking about a team that has been a top team in the NBA for the last two or three years. Like, we can't call them young no more. Like, at, certain, at a certain point, they have to turn over the switch. And, like, when you're trying to win a championship, okay, just think about all the championship contenders right now, and when you hear them talk about one another, think about the Phoenix Suns. Malika, you have a lot of sit-downs, and you interview, interview them. Think about their, their chemistry. Think about the Milwaukee Bucks. But it's, it's Chris think, Paul and Devin Booker, think, think, where you have a, a vet no, to follow, and Devin uh, Booker playing uh, his think, game. Okay, so, well, like, you know, they're not on Mike, the same timeline. What, what is Mike Conley doing there? He's not a, he's no, not a spring chicken. I know, but he was, he, <laughs> was, he was a new acquisition, and this really started with Rudy and Donovan. You know, so I, I don't think I don't think it's necessarily. Hey, but look, we, you can listen, show up to work and listen, not, not his, really his, see his, eye to his, eye. His well, do your work. Here's the thing. When you say something, and, and every time I, 
I dropped my head. This is this is Rudy when he don't get the ball on the high pick and roll or the switch. And he has somebody seal, they don't hit him. I watch him drop his head and walk to the baseline. I didn't seen it too many times. Well, this team has proven to be a dominant regular season team. And Quinn Snyder was asked before the game about winning, about handling sort of the ups and downs. He gave a six-minute answer about basically how none of it, to one question, and that is a long time, about how none of this matters, essentially, and it's all about the playoffs. So <laughs> really? this is when, but that's when they have to prove it. They have proved that they are a regular season team and a good team. Yes, they gave up a, a disappointing lead to the Clippers. No matter what their feelings are. But, exactly. but. The proof is in the pudding, and the proof is going to be in the playoffs, especially for a Jazz team that has some pretty high. They got stuff to live up to this but year, Perk. That's, that's all I'm just saying. I love Perk. Okay, that's my guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, I, we were worried about, about that. Who doesn't love Perk? Come on, still to come on Richard. NBA Today. That is true. We Luca had his way with LA's poorest defense last night. Those highlights, along with Westbrook's comments, following yet another Laker loss. On the flip side of the West standings, the sizzling Suns. DB sits down with Book and CP3 for a fun Phoenix film session that you don't want to miss. And we teased it earlier. Stick around for a full breakdown of last night's thriller in Philly that came down to one single play. NBA Today rolls on after this. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is presented by Credit Karma. Get the money app where your hard work pays off and create your own karma. And in part by Marvel Studios Moon Knight. Don't miss the six-episode event, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome back to NBA Today. Another night and another loss for the Lakers who are playing without LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Now, defense, or the lack thereof, it plagued the Lakers. The Mavs had 82 points in the first half. With the loss, the Lakers dropped to the 11th seed and are out of the playoff play-in picture for the first time since October 23rd. Russell Westbrook and LA Times' Brad Turner, they had a discussion after the game. So you're out of the playing game. What changes going forward? Nothing, man. Nothing. And why is that? Because it doesn't. What does it change? We still got games to play. Other teams still got games to play. We still got to play teams that's above us in the play-in. Don't really change much. Thank you, Russ. What do you think should change? Winning. Okay, that's obvious. What do you think should change? Winning. Winning games, playing hard. Mm -hmm. Ask you ask the question I gave you an answer. That's fine. You got to answer the winning? Alright. You have to answer the winning? I'm not out there playing. Maybe I think I'm 
you give me the answer, but you think you <laughs> Exactly. So, well, I don't have to answer. You know, I, exactly. If so, you don't have it, you out there, I so can't have it. If you ask me, think I have an answer? You don't have it either. Well, maybe. but I don't play, Russell. If you, I want to get the information from you so that I can I'm give it one to person, you. champ. Right. It's a team game. Right. So, I don't, I don't have an answer. Okay. I may mean, have it. I don't have it. So good. But I'm asking the pros who know the game, play the game, yeah, yeah. what you guys, what you think you can do to make it your part, yeah. their part, everybody's sure. part. That's what I'm asking. No, I really, I okay. respect that. Okay. You got that? Y'all got that? Uh-uh. Y'all got yeah. it? No, we can respect. We can respect. It's good. We can respect. Y'all got that? <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Y'all got it. Make sure I record that. Call me. Okay, so there's a whole lot there. Russ doesn't seem to have the answers about the changes the Lakers need to make moving forward, at least not in that press session, but the time is ticking. They need to figure it out. So I'm, I'm just going to skip through all that and perk ask you, do you have the answer? What needs to change? <laughs> do you have the answer? No, I don't have the answer. Are you resting me? No, 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 I'm <laughs> just saying, but, but the Lakers don't have the answer. They don't know. Like, they got smoked last night. They don't know what direction to fly in, but I will say this, okay? We talked about this on Swaggo and Perk. Shout out to, uh, we calling him Lil Swag right now because he's losing weight, okay? But, he's on the elliptical. Yeah, he's doing his thing, but that's another story. But look, here's the thing. Just because you're the franchise guy or you get paid the big bucks doesn't make you the leader, right? So we expect everything out of Russell Westbrook, and when he sit down at the podium, we expect him to handle it, handle it like a true professional. We expect him to, to answer the questions like we, we, we think he's supposed to. But the fact of the matter is, is that this is not no knock on Russ, but he's just not that type of guy. He's not that type of leader. At the end of the day, just because you get paid the big bucks, just because you're the franchise guy, doesn't make you the spokesman for the team. Yeah, and I think that we know Russ and his personality, and in situations that work, you get to see all the beautiful aspects of it, the fun, the fashion, all that type of stuff. When you step into Los Angeles, the expectations are completely different. You're supposed to win, and if you're not winning, you don't want to give evidence to other people to keep piling on and say, all right, like, you're part of the problem. And I think sometimes when he, you know, talks extensively, I'm glad that we saw the extended portion of that interview because you start to see the back and forth where it's like, all right, it's all love. I might have felt some type of way when I was on the podium, but then we reconciled things later. That shouldn't even be happening, you know, as a professional. You should just go up there, do your job, and then leave. But that's part of his personality, take it or leave it. I would just say the answer to your question, Malika, is the issue, you know, that could change, which they're getting AD back, but we all know it's not really going to change. Health has hurt them. Right. One, you know, for the Lakers. And oh, also the please. Wait, but also the lack of chemistry. <laughs> you know, they brought together this team, and they've had 36, I believe, starting lineups, and that's second most in the NBA. Mind you, we talked about preseason. They weren't, you know, trying to build that chemistry in preseason. They showed up thinking that they'll figure out on the way, and then now you have LeBron James missing 20 games and AD missing 38 games. Yep. And and Russ trying to figure things out, and it doesn't happen, and now you're seeing the, the after effects of maybe the worst sides maybe possibly yep. of his personality. Yeah, but that's their fault because in preseason... The Lakers, because in preseason when we saw Golden State and we saw the Phoenix Suns actually taking preseason for granted and they hit the ground running, that's on the Lakers because they came out and they was on their Hollywood stuff. But then, to your point, talking about being healthy, right? AD, even when AD, LeBron, or AD and Russ, or Russ and LeBron, like, even when they were on the floor together, they were still losing games. Mm. Like, they still have, throughout the whole part of this season, they have still had two of their big three on the floor. Like, some of these losses, even when AD has been out, or even when LeBron has been out, or even when Russ has not been available, it's still unacceptable 
for them to be in this position. That's true, but they also haven't established. When we look at the teams that have had big injuries, like the Grizzlies, for instance, like the Suns, to some of their star players, they've mm -hmm. had this system that's in place that's plug and play. Some of their role players have, have been hurt. Kendrick Nunn has mm -hmm. been out all season, so they haven't really been able to establish that identity to plug and play. So I do think health is a big part of it. I do just want to take a step back for one second and just take a look at how exactly we got here and where the Lakers are. Because I mentioned they're 11th, right? Okay. So they're completely out of the play-in tournament as of right now. And according to BPI here, they have a 1-in-4 chance of making the play-in. So oh, here's where the playoffs stand right <laughs> here, all right? Suns clearly in number one in the West. Let's take a look down here to where the Lakers are. Okay, you can see the Lakers and the Spurs, they're both 30 games back of the number one seed. But remember that the Spurs hold the tiebreaker here, so that's how this shakes out. But let's take a look at the Lakers, right? All right, currently they are 11. This is their record, three-game losing streak. Remember, they have the second toughest remaining schedule in the NBA. So they face the Utah Jazz on Thursday. Then they come home and back-to-back, -back, they face New Orleans on Friday. But remember, New Orleans already owns the tiebreaker in this situation. Then they face Denver, the Suns, Ooh. and the Warriors. Wow. So it does not get any easier for the Lakers. But Big Perk, I know you like the Spurs, right? So let's take a look at their road here. The Spurs currently in 10th. They're trying to hold on to this spot. 31 and 44, four game winning streak, but they're right in the middle of the pack, the 13th easiest remaining schedule. So they face your Grizzlies, Big Perk. They have two games against a depleted Portland Trailblazers team. They play the Nuggets, and then they play the Timberwolves. But don't sleep on the Timberwolves, because let's take a look at where they're at here. The Timberwolves, they're already up in seventh spot. They're just two games chasing the Nuggets and the Jazz to get out of the play-in completely. So they actually have something really to be playing for here, and they have the seventh easiest remaining schedule, so they could move up a little bit there. So knowing all of that as a backdrop, Big Perk and Cheney. Knowing all of that, Big Perk, how does this play out for the Lakers for the remainder okay, of the season? Well, well, great job, first of all, but, <laughs> but, but you know my brain moves a little slow. All those numbers got me dizzy right now. I get it, but it's so much it's so much because of the addition of the play-in tournament. You're gonna see teams start to do certain things like rest guys to, to position themselves, to duck smoke in. And uh, certain teams, in the not first, rest guys, the yeah, 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 like absolutely. we just talked about with yeah, the Wolves. Absolutely. So when I when I look at that though, I, I like the Spurs. I love the Spurs because we don't know when LeBron is going to come back, right? And even if LeBron do come back, think about this: he's not going to be a hundred percent. We don't know how Anthony Davis is going to look. Do we expect AD to look like Paul George from last night? We know as bigs, it takes them a minute. It takes them time, unless you're Giannis Antetokounmpo, <laughs> to get really get, get get back into the floor thing. So I'm rolling with the Spurs. I don't think the, the Lakers are going to make the play-in tournament. Matter of fact, I know they're not. It, it, well, yeah, I mean, that's why I sort of said under the break, like, as expected, I feel like they sort of knew they were probably going to fall out of the play-in, and LeBron would get some rest. He tried to go for that scoring title. Yeah, he's got to play a little like more to secure the, the scoring title. The master plan for the end of the season. But you know what's really interesting to me, Malika and Perk? The Clippers. Because mm. I'm looking at that eight spot, and before I was like, you know what, I'm not too worried. And now you see Paul George, and you see Reggie Jackson, and you see Norm Powell hopefully coming back, mm. and you see how they're starting to look like the team that maybe not this year, but next year wants to win a championship. They're trying to build momentum from this year, getting guys acclimated, getting some playoff experience, and then next year they come back with Kawhi. They could look like something serious. So I saw that eight spot. I was like, ooh. Yeah. So I thought that was going to be an easy round of the play-in. Thought Otherwise, no, no one wants to face the Clippers in the first round of the playoffs, especially with a healthy Paul George. We're going to stick in the West, though, because still to come, the film session with the Suns' two superstars, our panel, answers which one of them 
is going to be the biggest key to winning the NBA title. And speaking of two stars, an absolute show put on by Giannis and Joel Embiid last night and the freaky ending that you've got to see shortly. And tonight on ESPN, yet another huge matchup between two beasts of the East. We'll preview Heat Celtics in just a bit as NBA Today rolls on. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Take a look at the most updated odds to win the title. The Suns have the shortest odds to win it all at plus 300. The Warriors are the only West team with the odds shorter than plus 2,000. I, I got to get my papers back. Let's dive deeper into the Suns with Doris Burke, who went to the film room with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. 
Russell turns, shoots, fires, shot won't go, and that'll do it. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. How do you go from the heartbreak of what you experienced nine months ago to a one and three start to where you stand today? How much of what happened in the finals has triggered what we're watching? He's just channeling, you know, that energy and that hurt and the channeling in the right direction. Um, and just accepting the fact that we did lose. You can't do anything about it now except try to go get it again. Like he said, we can't deny it. It is what it is, but we are trying to get back, but one step at a time. We're going to start with some clips, and I'm, we're going to you first, because what you did earlier this year versus Toronto inside a minute. Ball across the lane, gets to his spot. Come on. And gets the results. How many times do you hunt and find the matchup you're looking for, get to the exact spot on the floor that you want to go? I ain't never been 6'5", 6'6", so I done sort of always had to shoot with a fadeaway to get the ball up over those bigger defenders, so that's, that's my happy place. So, Devin, you're up next. The second angle of this, I want you to look at what you're doing and then, and then just stop it when you hit right, stop right here. I'll just say this, this young man, Davion Mitchell, He's pretty good ball player. I know he's young. Mm -hmm. He's a talented defender. Mm -hmm. They stuck him on an island over there. You're looking, because you want to go at a certain time, I assume. Yeah. You're under duress of both the game clock and the shot clock, right? I wouldn't say duress, but yeah. All right. And you're thinking what? No duress. No he's duress. Sick. I love sick. that. It's time to go home. Come on, that's a tough shot, Chris. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> if in that situation they hit, right? Like hitting is trapping, doubling. He ain't got to take a tough shot. Move it. Move it. Move it. Trust the next man. Yeah. And we got all guys on our team who can make that shot. Oh, what a shot by Booker hanging in the air and then going around the defender. All right, Devin Booker. This was a badass move, so I want you to describe it, not me. This is tough. I don't think I've done something like this before. You know, I, I bumped Bullock a little bit, spun off him, and... I knew I wasn't going over KP, so... <laughs> that guy's 7'3". Yeah, that's why I had to go around him. <laughs> oh, don't, that's oh not fair. my goodness. Oh, that is not fair. All right, Chris Paul, you're 17 years in. Sort of lost it a little bit, because Book asked me that after the game. Uh, so that's the first thing I went to him after the game. I said, so do you purposely try to do that, or do you, like, lose it and then go and grab it? I mean, I got a chance to get to where I wanted to get to because you should have known I wasn't crossing over going for a layup. <laughs> <laughs> I still think this is a team that's not going to shock anybody if they make another run back to the conference finals or final. Do you believe this is a championship-level team? A thousand percent. And I done played on a lot of really good teams. Regardless what happens with this team, I know, you know, we built for it. I mean, that's what we played the game for. You know what I'm saying? To be the last team standing. You know, I know everybody in our group is, is looking after that and looking forward to that.
Thank you, Doris. So the Suns are at the Warriors tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 PT, right here on ESPN. That's going to be a good game. Coming up on NBA Today, Giannis added to his highlight reel last night, but it's what he said after that might get him a new comedy show. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. Let's open, let's open up with a joke. Uh, what do you call a cow on the floor? Anybody know? Ground beef. <laughs> That's it. I love it. All right, I got one. I got one. Okay. Can trees poop? No. Yes, I can. How else can you get a number two pencil? <laughs> How about this? How about this? What's brown and sticky? Ew. <laughs> what? A stick. <laughs> um, I got another. What did the oh ocean say to the beach? What? <laughs> Nothing. It just waved. Oh, Chanae. Oh, my God. Where's Anerlonsky when you need? You got a joke, Perk? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. Oh no, I don't. No, I'm glad I don't have one right now. Y'all okay? No. Giannis has mastered the dad joke. I honestly think we should just, we just need to move on at this point. Like, this is the end. We're good. Perk is our resident comedian. He doesn't have a joke. Today and I, this is not good. Uh, what do you got on Giannis Antetokounmpo, Big Perk? What did you think of You like the joke, though. You like Giannis' joke, right? No, I, no, I actually did. And you know what? You know what's even more crazy is that everybody that's in the in the room, yeah. the media, they're laughing, fake laughing. It's, it's not funny. Like it's yeah. so corny. But guess who's not corny? But who? Giannis on the basketball floor. Oh, you got a little <laughs> bit of big man balling for yeah, us, big he's perk. He's not corny. It, it, go ahead, Greg. Talk to me now. Go All ahead, right, big perk. Go. Hey, look, Giannis <laughs> Antetokounmpo. He put Joel and B in the 76ers over, that, over his lap and gave him a spanking last night. Oh, good. Run my clip. Here he is. P freeze. <laughs> He's in position. Look at the timing. Look at this. This quick jump. This quick jump. We know he's long. We know he's athletic. But this is that mamba mentality. By any means necessary. And I'm going to get it. And I'm going to block it with my left hand. And that's the only way to make sure I secure the bag. Go review it. If you we got to review it, go put it up. It's clean. I'm going to get it at its highest point at the top of the square. I'm telling you, this guy right here is on a mission. Mm. Serious mission. Well, and we were having a discussion in the break about just how much of a mission that the Milwaukee Bucks are on right now. They still 
seem to me like the team to beat in the NBA. And that's no disrespect to the Phoenix Suns. It's just that you have to tip your hats to the champ. We're going to get back to the Bucks in a second, but let's look at Philadelphia because mm -hmm. right now they're one of the teams in the East that we're looking at as could they potentially be someone that the Bucks need to go through in the playoffs. What is their fatal flaw if they have one, Shanae? I know a lot of people might expect the answer to be James Harden proving himself in the postseason, but you know he's likely going to be good for at least 20 points and on the good end, mm -hmm. maybe 40 points. You know Joel Embiid is going to drop 30. That's just what he's done all season long. The fatal flaw, I think the people that really need to step up, supporting cast for mm. the 76ers. Mm. Great championship teams always have players that ball out. And likely when you have a big three, maybe that third member of the big three, not saying that Drew Holiday is that guy because he's earned his stripes in the NBA, but he his play was the X factor. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, getting Brooke Lopez back. You hear how they talk about the Bucks, how that's going to help them in their championship run. You look at the 76ers, Tyrese Maxey has been that spark plug yes. that has provided new life to them I really think that they're gonna have to look at their supporting cast Tobias Harris I know you've had you know his name circled if he's able to play great two-way defense and then provide buckets on the other hand that will make Joel and James's life so much easier so I'm looking at the supporting cast to uplift these guys that we already know are quintessential all-star right and despite James Harden missing that three-pointer at the end of regulation last night he started to kind of look like himself again particularly yes. in that game but I want to ask you the same question on the other side does Milwaukee have a fatal flaw that you're looking at big perk no they don't point blank period no they don't and, and watching them last night all right we, we know about Giannis and his dominance but Drew Holiday is playing the best basketball offensively since he's put on the unit of Milwaukee Bucks uniform and then we know about money making Middleton but you look at the others right Brooke Lopez being able to stretch the floor and being able to be that rim protector. You got Bobby Portis who's coming off the bench who's doing a phenomenal job. You have George Hill, Grayson Allen. You know, he's, he might not be a fan favorite to others, but he's a fan favorite in Milwaukee. So when I'm looking at their commitment and I'm looking at how they finished that game, particularly last night, right? It was like, it was like a well-oiled machine. Like, okay, clutch moment. Okay, if you got the shot, Drew, we're going to feed you. Giannis, if you see a stretch when you're going down here, it was like they were taking turns, but it was passing up good shots, great shots. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Getting great possessions. I mean, this right. team is scary. And that block at the end of regulation, mm. I mean, that was finals Giannis that was coming out. And the good thing about them, too, is they're back where they're comfortable. They're chasing. Yeah. They're not the number one seed. They're kind of flying just as much under the radar as a champion can and now they're hitting their stride. But remember that the top four seeds in the East, they're now just separated by a game and a half with the Bucks moving into sole possession of second and the 76ers dropping to fourth wow. after that loss <laughs> to Milwaukee. And for the second straight night, two of these four teams, they're going to be facing each other. Ooh, this is a good one. The Heat heading to Boston in the first game of our ESPN doubleheader. We now welcome in Cassidy Hubbard, who will be on the sidelines at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Cassidy, earlier this morning, the Celtics, they announced that Robert Williams is expected to miss four to six weeks after undergoing surgery to repair torn cartilage in his left knee, as Woj first reported. So this is the shorter of the timelines that were his option. How is the team dealing with this news? Look, obviously, it's better news than expected. But Robert Williams, look, he's, he's one of the backbones of this defense, the top defense in the league. But Ime Adoka, he says he's confident in his three-man rotation in the front court, Al Horford, Grant Williams, and 
Daniel Tice. And Tice, he may be a midseason ad, but he knows this team well, having played for them for years. Horford, by the way, isn't listed on the injury report for tonight after being out the last few games due to personal reasons. Also, uh, Grant Williams is going to be playing against his uh, former high school uh, rival in Bama de Bayo, so that will be a tall task as well. But Ime also confident in Jason and Jalen with their size and their ability to guard power forwards and switch it up there. Part Marcus Smart, the heart and soul of this defense, yeah. says they actually have an advantage because they've learned this defense with guys in and out of the lineup. So they're going to be looking to adapt and adjust, which he thinks they are confident they can do. But we'll see how much they can adapt and adjust through the first round of the playoffs, which seems to be where they're going to be without Robert Williams for at least that amount of time. Absolutely. And the, the hope is, right, that they're going to get him back at some point in the playoffs. As for the Heat, though, it's been about a week since the scuffle that was heard around South Beach. And I understand you spoke to Jimmy Butler. So, so what did you learn and how did what did he say about how this team is a week later? Yeah, I asked Jimmy how he felt like that sideline incident has impacted this team. And he said, look, things happen. We move on for it. It's not always going to be great, but he emphasized that they're in it together. Jimmy admitted he felt the team as a whole got a little comfortable expecting to win night in and night out. But now they're back healthy again, and things are actually a little bit uncomfortable. Kyle hmm. Lowry admitted that the rotations have felt funky and the spacing has been an issue. And Eric Spolscher actually changed his starting lineup on Monday, inserting Max Struess for Duncan Robinson and put the comebacks of Victor Lodipo and Markeith Morris actually on hold. And Spolster said that he's trying to to emphasize and maximize the strengths of our most skilled and most talented offensive players. So I think what that means is we'll see a shrunken rotation and a focus on Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, and Bam Adebayo finding more spacing and allow them to have some more offensive freedom. Spolstra did admit, though, he doesn't mind stretches like this because it allows you to kind of work through th some things. And, and Spolstra says that they've been feeling kind of this tension for a few weeks. So we'll see if they can fine-tune their roster here uh, as we head down the home stretch and if they can hold on to that number one spot. Absolutely. And if things get too uncomfortable, you could always take a page out of Giannis's book and you can tell a dad joke. Cassidy Hubbard, thank you so much. As mentioned, you can see the Heat versus the Celtics right here on ESPN at 730 Eastern, followed by Suns at Warriors. And still to come on NBA Today, they haven't looked good lately. Not at all. But will the Warriors be primed for redemption once they're healthy? We're talking dubs. That's next. All my brags turn to facts. All my hunters turn to racks. All my ladies turn to snacks. SUVs black on black. SUVs black on black. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. off a new series here on NBA Today called Home Court Advantage, where we parachute down into NBA cities leading to the playoffs and bring you expert eyewitness reports on the ground. So we're going to start today in San Francisco with former Sports Center great and anchor, ABC 7's anchor and co-host of their Warriors postgame show, Larry Beal. Larry, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. 
Malika, it's great to be with you. Sports Center, great. You're you're heaping on the praise early on in this interview. Well, you know, I, I, I had to, right? <laughs> I do. I do, though. Want to well, start <laughs> well. That's the way I wrote it. That is the way I wrote it, Perfect. by the way. But then yeah, check done. I, I do want to start though with the Warriors' <laughs> rough stretch, right? Heading into tonight's game against the Suns. That's on ESPN. How much of a measuring stick is this game going to be for the Warriors? This is a really bad time to be having an identity crisis. This late in the season, the playoffs just around the corner. You're not healthy and to go up against the best team in the league. It's a tall order, but I think the Warriors, they need to try to figure out who they are. Like, mm. can we stop the ball? Can we do the basics? And we haven't seen that lately. You're seeing frustration from veterans. Andre Iguodala, he just said, you know, we used to get angry when teams scored on us. Now, eh. And Draymond Green, who's their best defender, admitting that the team is worse when he's on the court. Right now, the easiest destination to get to is the Warriors' basket because teams are in the carpool lane and they're going 75 and there's nothing in the way. Steve Kerr knows that has to change. So time for our locals-only question. Larry, what is the aura around San Francisco in the Chase Center now that the Warriors are back in contention? Well, I'm going to answer this um, under the, the supposition that Steph Curry is back and, and he and Clay sure. and Dre are together like the glory years. <laughs> I mean, it will be electric both inside and outside. One of the cool things they have at Chase Center is kind of a, a Jurassic Park or, or Deer District setup outside with a gigantic jumbotron outside. So for people who can't get in to watch playoff games or, you know, watch, you know, a game against the Suns or whomever, if you can't get into the arena, outside you're gonna have thousands of fans and the other thing that's nice is a lot of the mandates have been lifted and that's inside and outside so we haven't had this here ever that was not the case at Oracle Arena right. there, there was no place to be outside and watch or have kind of a, a community gathering where you could have you know food drinks all the fans out there and everybody uh, you know enjoying hopefully a long playoff run fingers crossed that we can still it's still safe for us to continue to gather all right in previous years though the Warriors their team mottos have been the stuff of legend I'm talking about strength in numbers during playoff runs the we believe years I still have that t-shirt so if this team were to have a catchphrase this season what, what do you think it would be you're the wordsmith here I, I think it's changed a few times early on it would have been parallel paths try to stay in contention for a championship while you develop the young guys mm. then it was waiting on Wiseman <laughs> and they spent months doing that and now it might be just wait until we're healthy yeah it all starts and ends with Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson being the splash brothers of old and and trying to recapture the glory that they just haven't had the entire season they haven't played together as a group so Steve Curry to this day is still working on rotations doesn't know what his playoff rotation is going to look like who's getting minutes there's so many questions that this team has to answer with respect to health I think I think are we healthy or wait till we're healthy yeah. or Steph 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 is probably more like it maybe, maybe if we're trying to be optimistic like sneak up on you Steph like may, maybe something along those lines a little alliteration we yeah, could be working I, I like with that. championship by committee that might be something that they're looking towards doing who knows Larry thank you so much I'm for gonna joining start us. writing these down yeah see start to take I, notes. I gotta write these down I, yes all right feel free you can use them Fantastic. Larry thank you so much we will have more NBA Today back in 60 seconds. 
NBA Today is presented by Credit Karma. Get the money app where your hard work pays off and create your own karma. Welcome back to NBA Today. We spent so much time making dad jokes. We ran out of time to talk about Kevin Durant's 41 points. Okay, here's my analysis. Uh, what, no, what are you following? We don't have time for dad jokes. We got time. We got the Celtics. We got the Celtics in heat tonight. We got the countdown. What do you call fake noodle? And, and asta. We don't know what's going on. Goodbye. We got the NFL live show coming. What does a baby computer wagon. call we his father? Dad jokes no that's, that's what we're going to go do. Shout out to the boy in Whoa, that's the most words you said in the least amount of time.